0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we'll look at the laws the Lord gave Moses for the trespass and peace offerings. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Leviticus chapter 7 on Simply the Bible.
0: As a pastor, I got to admit, I consider myself truly blessed to be able to make a living from feeding and caring for the Lord's flock. God has given me the desires of my heart. Under the old covenant of worship, God provided for his priests who were devoted to the service of the tabernacle. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians, Do you not know that those who minister the holy things eat of the things of the temple, and those who serve at the altar partake of the offerings of the altar? Even so, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. But we could also say that to whom much is given, much is required. And today we will see that as God provided well for His priests, so that they could rejoice in him. Yet there was also specific rules that they dare not violate in partaking of the holy offerings given to them by God. I am reminded of what David said in Psalm 2, Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. These are wise words for us all to consider, since every believer in Jesus Christ has been made a priest in his kingdom. We pick it up in Leviticus chapter 7. Likewise, this is the law of the trespass offering. It is most holy. In the place where they kill the burnt offering, they shall kill the trespass offering. And its blood he shall sprinkle all around on the altar. And he shall offer from it all its fat, the fat tail and the fat that covers the entrails. The two kidneys and the fat that is on them by the flanks and the fatty lobe attached to the liver above the kidneys, he shall remove. And the priest shall burn them on the altar as an offering made by fire to the Lord. It is a trespass offering. Every male among the priests may eat it. It shall be eaten in a holy place. It is most holy. The trespass offering is like the sin offering. There is one law for them both. The priest who makes atonement with it shall have it. So, a portion of the trespass offering by the people was to be food for the priests. It was most holy, perhaps because that through it atonement had been made for sin. And they were to kill it on the north side of the altar, which is the right hand side as you would enter the court of the tabernacle. As with the sin offering, the fatty portions of the trespass offering or the guilt offering belonged to the Lord and were burned on the altar. The remainder belonged to the priests, and any male among the priests could eat it in a holy place, probably within the court of the tabernacle. This was compensation for the priests who did the work of presenting the offerings. As a priest, the more sacrifices you offered the better you ate. This was incentive to be busy about the Lord's business. I'd like to point out that God is faithful to reward his servants according to what they do. You may not think that God sees what you are doing for him or for others, but resist the temptation to draw attention to what you are doing. If you're doing it for the Lord behind the scenes with a sincere heart, Then you can be sure God will reward you openly in His time and in His way. Verse 8: And the priest who offers anyone's burnt offering, that priest shall have for himself the skin of the burnt offering which he has offered. Now, with the burnt offering, the entire animal was burned on the altar. The only part that was not burned was the skin. And this would be given to the priest, it would be his portion, his compensation. It is thought that this applied only to the personal burnt offerings that people would bring and not to the regular evening and morning burnt offerings presented daily. Presumably, those skins were sold and used for the service of the temple. Verse 9, Also, every grain offering that is baked in the oven and all that is prepared in the covered pan or in a pan shall be the priest who offers it. Every grain offering whether mixed with oil or dry shall belong to all the sons of Aaron to one as much as the other. So people could bring different types of grain offerings made with fine flour. We've seen this earlier. If they were baked prepared in a covered pan which is thought to be deep fried like a donut or in a pan like a pancake. Then there would be the memorial portion that would be burned on the altar But anything left over, the priest was able to keep. And if the worshiper brought raw flour, either dry or with oil, then the priest portion would be divided among all the priests, all the sons of Aaron. We're not told why God makes this distinction, why if it's baked, the one priest gets it, and why if it's fine flour and raw, then it had to be divided among your fellow priests. Next, the Lord gave the law for the peace offering. This offering was generally in celebration of the peace enjoyed by the worshiper with God. It is also known as the fellowship offering for this reason. It was the only offering that was partaken of in three ways. God, the priest, and the offerer all got a portion. It was divided into three types here according to the motivation in bringing the peace offering. It could be for thanksgiving, in completion of a vow, or in a free will offering. Verse 11 This is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings, which he shall offer to the Lord. If he offers it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving unleavened cakes mixed with oil, unleavened wafers anointed with oil, or cakes of blended flour mixed with oil. Besides the cakes as his offering, he shall offer leavened bread with the sacrifice of thanksgiving of his peace offering. And from it he shall offer one cake from each offering as a heave offering to the Lord. It shall belong to the priest who sprinkles the blood of the peace offering. The flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering for thanksgiving shall be eaten the same day it is offered. He shall not leave any of it until morning. Because the peace offering was a voluntary celebration of fellowship with God, you could bring it just because you wanted to express your gratitude to God. Perhaps he had answered prayer or showed you mercy in some way, or maybe you recovered from sickness, or perhaps God granted you safety on a long journey, or maybe he provided for you abundantly in your harvest. Whatever the reason, It could even be that you were just thankful that God had forgiven you of your sins. As when the sinful woman came and fell at Jesus' feet, washing them with her tears and drying them with her hair and anointing them with fragrant oil. If the peace offering was for thanksgiving, then the offerer was also to bring a grain offering of unleavened cakes and oil. In addition, he was to bring leavened bread. These were not to be burned on the altar, but raised up to the Lord as a heave offering, that is moving it up and down. And then it was given to the priest. Since this was a festal offering, having both unleavened cakes and leavened bread to eat would make the meal complete. Now with the peace offering, the offerer also received a portion to eat before the Lord himself, a portion of the meat. The stipulation on that was that the meat had to be eaten the same day that it was offered. Verse 16, But if the sacrifice of his offering is a vow or a voluntary offering, it shall be eaten the same day that he offers his sacrifice, but on the next day the remainder of it also may be eaten. The remainder of the flesh of the sacrifice on the third day must be burned with fire, and if any of the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering is eaten at all on the third day, it shall not be accepted nor shall it be imputed to him. It shall be an abomination to him who offers it and the person who eats of it shall bear guilt. The peace offering could also be in fulfillment of a vow. For example, one could take the vow of a Nazarite. We hear about this in number six, in which you would eat nothing from the vine and you couldn't cut your hair for a specified time. After you fulfilled your vow, then you would offer a peace offering in addition to the burn offering, a sin offering, and a drink offering. Here we are told that if the peace offering was in fulfillment of a vow, the offerer could eat the meat the first and second day, but could not eat it the third day. The same rule applied if it was a voluntary or a free will peace offering. If any of the meat remained until the third day, then it had to be burned with fire. It was an abomination to eat any of it on the third day. Verse 19, the flesh that touches any unclean thing shall not be eaten. It shall be burned with fire. And as for the clean flesh, all who are clean may eat of it. But the person who eats the flesh of the sacrifice of the peace offering that belongs to the Lord, while he is unclean, that person shall be cut off from his people. Moreover, the person who touches any unclean thing, such as human uncleanness or an unclean animal or any other, Abominable unclean thing, and who eats the flesh of the sacrifice of the peace offering that belongs to the Lord, that person shall be cut off from his people. If any of the meat touched something unclean, for example, a dead carcass, then that meat would be unclean and could not be eaten. Or if the priest was unclean, for example, he touched a dead body, and then he ate some of the peace offering, then he would be cut off from his people. Now, that phrase is somewhat ambiguous. It could refer to the death penalty and perhaps mean that the Lord himself would be the executor since no one would really know if the offender had been unclean or not. Others see it as meaning that the person would be isolated from family and relatives. Either way, the penalty for eating the holy offerings when you were unclean was very severe. The overarching theme of all of these laws In Leviticus 7 seemed to be the holiness of the offerings presented to God they were gods and God was sharing them with his priests and in the case of the peace offering they were also shared with the offerer anything that God sets apart as holy is to be treated as holy that is with reverence and not as a common thing we have been made a kingdom of priests through faith in Jesus Christ God allows us to partake at his table As we are faithful in serving Him, He is faithful to reward us openly with His blessings. And every good and perfect gift comes down from Him, and it is for our enjoyment. Nevertheless, in all of God's blessings, we don't have a license to just use them to gratify our flesh however we want. We must still keep in mind the commandments of God. We are to partake of His blessings in such a way that we can always give Him thanks and glorify Him through them. May the Holy Spirit help us to apply these things to us personally.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through to bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also text WELCOME to 208-314-3377. That's 208-314-3377. Next week, we'll look at which foods were acceptable and which were unacceptable to eat. We hope you'll join us as we continue through Leviticus on Simply the Bible.